You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 35 of season three. I'm joined today by Alex Chorba. Yes. Did I say it right? Yes. Okay. We were just talking about how to pronounce. It's a tough one. Not many people get it right, but yes, Chorba. Yeah. You'll see how it's spelled in the show notes, but it's, I thought it was Sorba all this time. And I just found out that Chorba is Hungarian and so is Banco. And funny story when Michael and I were, maybe we were engaged because I think I was trying to figure out how to pronounce my new last name. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would hear him say bingo, Patrick say bingo, but then Bill would say bingo. Like Uh everyone said it differently. And I I said bingo. Yeah. And I asked, or I Googled it. I was like, what is the origin of this name? And how do you say it? I literally went on YouTube for like pronunciation and it's bingo. Bango. And, and I was like, dude, you've been saying your last name wrong your whole I'm life. I'm pretty sure most of that family has been saying it Bingo too. I know. That's so I'm like, funny. So now I say Bango, but Michael still says Bingo. So we don't yeah. know what our name is. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I know. I'll say what they say. So I'll speaking, follow their lead. Yeah. Speaking of the, the Bankos, Alex is a longtime family friend. If you, if you follow me on Instagram, then you've probably seen my brother-in-law, Patrick. <laughs> He's like probably number one content that people look forward to yeah. on Instagram. Um, and he'll sometimes randomly just come stay with us for like a we month at a time. In. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and him and Alex or he and Alex are best friends from mm-hmm. like life. How long mm-hmm. have you been friends? Since we were 10 years old. Oh, that's really yeah. cute. Yeah. Yeah. We met when we were 10. Yeah. Fifth grade. Yeah. So I met Alex. I think I met you at Christmas the first time one year. You then, had just started dating Michael. Yeah. I was fresh. Was pretty fresh. Yeah. I was super fresh. And, um, and then I met, and then we like have reconnected randomly Yeah, yeah. in Colorado and random things throughout the years, but yeah. follow each other on Instagram, obviously, because it's 2021 and she is up to some really cool things in her life. So we're going to kind of celebrate all that God's doing in your life and Mm -hmm. catch up. It's fun. This is awesome. So you just launched a new business, Mm -hmm. which is rad. Yeah. So tell us about the business. Yeah. So, um, I've, I've been painting for a long time. I, you know, was creative growing up and, I actually, my mom is really creative. She was, she's a designer. And so I kind of knew I wanted to do that in some capacity as an adult. And I think as far as like what capacity that looked like has changed over time. But in college, I studied um, studio art. And so, you know, painted all throughout college and graduated, got a job in advertising and stopped painting and um, was doing graphic design and art direction and was still being creative, but knew eventually, Hey, I would really love to start a studio. And so, um, come 2020, the year of craziness, um, I was engaged in all of 2020, actually got married in 2020 and, um, was encouraged to 
start my studio practice kind of while I'm doing um, freelance work. So Thomas, who's my husband, is a huge part of why I started it and um, has been a huge encourager to me. But um, yeah, I started painting and um, I'm selling my work on my site now and just trying to do that in the midst of, you know, other client work and balancing that. But it's just been an awesome outlet for me and would love to, you know, do that full time eventually. But I've just loved the the balance of the company I work for now is incredible and I love working for them, but um, making work for other people is awesome too. So it's been really fun and still very fresh, not like my full-time gig, but it's been really good. I didn't realize you still were working for another company. So you're yeah, doing, I work, are you doing graphic I work design? Yeah. So I'm doing graphic design work for them. Um, and then a lot of it's just hustling on the weekends and hustling on Mondays and Fridays. And, um, that's kind of been the flow the past almost year. So it's a lot of work, but it's, it's been really fun. Well, you're hella talented. Like I didn't realize you were still working for another company because it is like magnificent. Your art. I've entered like every giveaway. I'm like, I want to win. I know the giveaways. Everyone's like, man, I got to enter, but yeah, it's, I feel like I've seen some people I've been kind of in and out of town, but, um, people I don't see very often that I'm not trying to act like that's the only thing I'm doing, but obviously I'm not posting about, you know, things I'm doing on the side too. And so I'm having to navigate, you know, where I would like it to be if I was doing it full time and knowing I don't have the time to, you know, be posting as much or be making as much as I'm making. So there's like kind of a balance there. I'm trying to find, you know, knowing I, I can't do it all and I can't do it all the time, but um, yeah, overall it's been so fun. And yeah, I feel like a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurship, or at least for me and for most of my friends who are entrepreneurs is just like faking it until you make it. Oh yeah. Because I was like, I had like started an Instagram for soul and was hosting workouts. I say air quotes because Mm -hmm. it would sometimes just be like me and one other person at a, at a park. Yeah. I was, I was hosting, um, for like over a year, maybe two years before. And I was just posting on Instagram as if like, this is all I do not yeah. trying to like lie, but like, it's almost like manifesting. Yeah. <laughs> like This is no. what I want to do full time. And it kind of also gets these people who follow you on your side. Like mm-hmm. they start rooting for you and they're like, Oh yeah, she's like, yeah. she's doing it. She's chasing her dreams. Yeah. And social media is just a weird thing anyway. And so for that account, particularly I have, you know, my personal account and I went back and forth on, do I just kind of start treating my personal account like my studio account? And I don't know, I felt strongly like my studio account is not all of me and that's a part of me and I want that to be what it is. And so that's separate and I can kind of have my controls there, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a funny thing. Cause I feel like, yes, if you just followed that particular account, which I'm wish I'm, I wish I posted more and I wish I had more content, all of that stuff, you would think that's all I'm doing. Um, which I, yeah, I kind of like, and you're kind of, you know, manifesting that even if it's not quite what you're doing, but 
it's yeah it's been good it's been good even if it's not what you're doing yet yeah um and your your um business account on instagram is like such a vibe like i feel like i'm glad you did it i'm trying because if you were to like go and intertwine the two it just wouldn't be the same vibe you know the vibe is good stick with that we're trying with the vibe yeah and i have i have so many friends that do you know studio work full-time and it's fun to follow them too because they it's it's more than just you know i'm creating this artwork it's like here's they're posting what's inspiring to them and other work that they love. And it's, it's more of a lifestyle thing than um, just promoting work that you're doing. So yeah. in that way, it's fun to think and dream about where it could go next and what else I'm going to be working on. And um, yeah, it's just a slow, a slow process. It's a slow, slow burn. Yeah, exactly. But it's worth it in the end. Yeah. You mentioned you just got married and that mm-hmm. your husband is, a cheerleader for you, for your business. Yeah. First thing I want to say is that's number one, <laughs> not just for like starting a business, but having a partner who just like champions you and yeah. whatever your dreams are. Totally. And your husband is quite the dreamer as well. Yes. <laughs> he's like he's, he's, a dreamer. A, he's an artist yes. as well. So yeah. kind of talk about, well, actually tell our listeners a little bit about your relationship and how you met. Yeah, And then we'll get into like the year that is 2020 COVID getting married and all that. What a full, we've just had a full few years. So, um, his name is Thomas Chorba and he's, we're both from Texas. He's from Houston. I'm from Dallas. And, um, we met actually through my best childhood friend. Um, our families are super close. We grew up traveling together and, um, she's still one of my, one of my best friends and she lives in Waco, Texas and is married. And, um, her husband is one of Thomas's best friends. And so I would, you know, post college would take a ton of trips living in Dallas, driving down to Waco and would go visit her. And Thomas would just make himself available and would just be there anytime I was in town. And, um, so we met, I think, 2017 started dating in 2018 we're engaged in 2019 and um we're set to get married in the spring of 2020 and all of you know the way things transpired ended up getting married um just a super small intimate wedding down um at a family property kind of in between like kind of in the hill country area but it was August. stunning Thank you. On intimate, like one, it looked like a rager. Everyone's like, it was a rager for for fifty people. It was it was everyone. Everyone at the end of the wedding was like jumping in the pool on the property and in their clothes and their dresses. It looked so fun. Oh, it was so fun. So I mean, we're just we're so grateful, and the way that it was supposed to look is totally not how it ended up looking. But I mean. I think the Lord's provision was so clear in 2020 for a million reasons, but our wedding in particular, there was just, there was a lot of good that came from us pushing it and being patient and waiting and everyone was healthy, you know, no one was sick and we just, we feel so good about how it ended up and we just never would have thought that it would have been that way. And we're just 
happy it's done and it happened and there's no more planning involved. And we just, yeah, we, we left that season, I guess, feeling very, very pleased and happy with how it went. Yeah. All of my friends who got married in 2020, who ended up like downsizing their wedding or changing their plans. Now they can't imagine it was better. Yeah. They can't imagine it being what they originally had hoped or thought it would be. Yeah. They're like, wow, it was so good. Just like the intimacy of it. Yeah. And I mean, I'm like, it was tough. I mean, we had to make some really tough cuts and that was a bummer. And I think so many tears and frustrations and all of that. And so many levels of that. I mean, we cut it once and then we cut it again and then we cut it again. And then we, you know, our venue canceled and we had to move it again. And there were probably six or seven different, you know, versions of the wedding. And so, I mean, that just was such a exhausting time, but I mean, by the end, you're just like, okay, you've got the groom, you've got the bride, (laughs) you've got the officiant. And that's, I mean, you get, you can get so caught up, especially I definitely did get caught up in, you know, aesthetic and okay. Now that it's small, how can we make it great? And how is it going to look? And what I just, you just do, you go there because you can control that. And, um, I think for me, it was so peaceful once we got there that I don't think it would have been that way if it was a big wedding. I think we were able to really be present because it was small and I'm really happy that it was that way. Yeah. And like the artist in you was probably a little antsy because you wanted it to look. Yeah. You wanted to be cool and like you care about how you're going to look and, you know, what the tables look like and, you know, whatever photos and all that, all of it, all of it. And I mean, all of that is great. And you can, you know, you can have your wedding weekend and you're still going to go back and say, Oh, I wish we'd gotten a picture of that. Or I wish we had done this differently and you can't change it. So it's done. And it was great. And you can't do anything about it. And you kind of start to realize like I loved our wedding and yeah. I wouldn't change anything, but I love our marriage more. And oh, you yeah. kind of start to realize, wow, we put so much anxiety and emphasis into one day yeah. and then it's just done. And then you're married and that's right. the most important part. <laughs> and it's slow and quiet and just, it's not a production. And that's like, it's just life. The best part. I mean, I remember being, on our honeymoon, which that was a trip to, we were supposed to go to California. Well, way back when we were supposed to go to Europe and then that didn't work out. And so we were going to California and then the week of the wedding was when all of the wildfires in California were crazy. So the week of the wedding, the, in the honeymoon got canceled. And so of course, like, I, yeah, I was like, Oh, just out of the list. But <laughs> Thomas's mom was booking my flight on my wedding day for the next day. Like it was just so hilarious how like seemingly shambly it was, but we're like, that's just, I mean, we've been so prepped for that. It was just like a non-issue at that point. But um, by the time we got to the honeymoon, it was just so nice. And we were like, this is just life and peaceful. And I mean, life is crazy too, but we were just so relaxed by the time we got there that we're like, this is just so much more important and such a 
larger portion of our life together than our one wedding day. Yeah. And you, you said the word peaceful twice. And I, when people ask me, cause I work with a lot of like college students and mm-hmm. people who are like, how do, how do you find the one? Or when do you know they're the right person for you? And I am not the perfect person to ask. Cause yeah. I dated a lot of duds before I got to yeah. Michael, but with every single person that I dated and I thought mm, there's potential for marriage, there was mm-hmm. never peace. Yeah. And then with Michael, it was like, that's the only thing I tell people that's different is like, you just have peace. It's not like, it's not always fireworks. It's not always Mm -hmm. like a rom-com. It's just like, you just feel comfortable. Definitely. And not in like a settling way, but like in a, this is good. Right. Yeah. I think I, I would echo that too. I think, and we didn't date for a long, long time, but I had a lot of family issues going on in the midst of starting to date Thomas. And so there was unrest in my life apart from him. And so I feel like I had a lot of friends that were like, okay, is this the right time? Like, is this a good thing? Um, He's kind of coming in at a wild time. And I mean, there just was such a piece there with him coming in and the time that he did that, I mean, obviously my friends love him and are, we're so on board with him, but that was their unrest was before they knew him and before yeah. they could see what, what us was. And so I think, yeah, just one of my favorite things about our story is just his timing. And like when we started dating, the fact that we knew each other for almost a year before we started dating was pretty wild when you know the timeline of my story. And so, yeah, just knowing like if we had started dating when we met, it would not have worked. And Mm -hmm. the Lord was just sweet to like, I don't know, give us both like not an interest until that point. I don't know, but yeah. um, Yeah. I think peace is like a huge thing for me. And I, I was never nervous about, Oh, am I supposed to marry him? I don't know. Like if he's, is our, is our timing too quick? Like there, there really wasn't any of that. And I, I wasn't not thinking about that. I was like, man, there's just really this supernatural piece about him being here and loving on my family. And it's just, okay, let's go, let's do it. And the timing is everything too. Like Michael and I went to college together and if we hadn't, if we had met, then we would not be together. (laughs) just we just wouldn't but I feel like that goes that applies to like pretty much everything in life if it's a good thing from God then the timing is right and there's peace about it whether it's like a relationship a business uh moving to a different state or making a big life decision buying a house whatever there's peace and there's good timing (laughs) and then you're like okay this is good this is from God totally you said hundred percent there. You said you kind of mentioned that you were going through a lot when y'all met. Um, I don't really know details of it. I just know that your mom was sick. Mm-hmm. Um, would you mind kind of just like yeah. opening yeah. up and sharing about that? It ends great. So it's a good um, a good story. Um, before she was sick, her mother was also sick and was sick kind of while she was sick too. So 
my grandma was um, suffering from dementia, had a few diagnoses, and um, my parents actually got divorced before my mom got sick. And so my mom has just had a, a wild few years, um, is such an incredible woman, incredible believer. I mean, she's, there's no other word for her other than incredible. She's just wonderful. And so she had just a wild few years, her best friend passed away and it oh just seemed one thing after another. And so she was in a really vulnerable state. And because of her situation, obviously her kids were in a vulnerable state too. And so I'm the oldest of three. And so my youngest, youngest brother is about 10 years younger than me. So he's still living with her and Thomas just stepped into that um, at a really awesome time. So he was able to love on Jared and love on Cole and love on my mom. And um, that was just really, really special and not something that he was like, you know, manipulative and trying to do to impress me. It was just a genuine care for them that was like, I love him. He's amazing. and has just like been so wonderful, but um, we had been dating for I'm trying to think of the timeline. We probably had been dating for just a few months, like probably, <laughs> probably like three months. And, um, so like really fresh. Yes, we were fresh and we, we moved quickly, but we were, we were fresh. And, um, my mom got diagnosed with cancer and was super aggressive. And I mean, to spare like so many details, God just was incredible in his timing there. And the doctors that encouraged her to go check that out when she just wasn't even in a headspace to check something like that out. And, um, like the way the waters parted for her to be able to like get treated as quickly as she did was remarkable. And so that all happened like spring of, 2019, I think I could be off. Yeah. 2019. And so went through treatment and, um, just did such an awesome job. We're so grateful. Treatment was just really effective. And, um, that was just a really stressful time for all of us. And, um, long story short, Thomas and I ended up getting engaged the week that she was going to have surgery, which was one, something that she definitely wanted. It was just kind of a bright spot for her, but, um, I feel like us getting engaged kind of started her, like I'm almost done. And this is a season of getting to plan a wedding. And that's so fun too. And, um, so then we, you know, her surgery went super well and she's in remission right now and is doing really, really great. And so during all of our engagement, which we ended up were engaged for longer than we thought, um, there were just a lot of gifts there where the fact that the wedding was pushed was better for everyone, but especially her and having it in August rather than May just made so much more sense for a lot of reasons. And so, um, yeah, she's doing really great and she's just a rock star and it's all been kind of in the past few years that just a million different things have happened. All the things yeah. I, have thankfully never had to experience a parent 
going through something like cancer, something so heavy. And like, I often, not often, but sometimes I do think like we're we're kind of getting into the age where like the next generation to become elderly and like sick is our parent. I'm with you. I'm realizing that too. And it just like kind of, it freaks me out, honestly, because I'm, I'm not ready for that. I'm I'm nowhere near. I'm young. Everyone's young. Like I still feel like I'm 16 some days and then I'll like, I don't know. You just realize that you're the adult, you're an adult now. And like, you're Mm -hmm. living the life that your parents led when they had you. And you're like, what is this life? So I guess like, thankfully I've never had to go through that. And I'm sure some of our listeners have what like thoughts were going through Mm -hmm. your mind when this woman, that's like someone you idolize that you adore is in a very vulnerable state. And then you in return have to kind of become a caretaker to your caretaker. Yeah. And she, she actually was a caretaker while she was in treatment for her mother. And so she just like, I mean, truly God's spirit in her is how she was. And she would say this too. She's not, I mean, she would say the exact same thing that there's no way she could have done what she did without the spirit of God in her. And I mean, everything worked out in her favor because God was gracious to her. And she, she would say that too. all of these things I'm saying are like her words. Um, but yeah, she, she was so strong and, but she was vulnerable and honest too. And so I feel like for me, I, I'm, I just, it's been a hard few years. And so we both kind of, I feel, and I think she would say this too. We became more like a, it was a friendship than like a mother daughter situation. And so it was harder at times because I was almost treated like a friend and um, just, she was super vulnerable with me. And so it was definitely not this like mother daughter. She's not sharing everything with me. I'm being cared for relationship. Um, And at the same time, she felt this burden to like make her children not care for her. And so she was thankfully not, um, really, really sick. I mean, she's had friends that were super sick from treatment. She was really tired. And I mean, it was awful. Like, I don't want to discredit how hard it was for her, but she just handled it so well that I think made it easier for like all the kids to care for her. Cause we weren't like, I don't know, it's hard to watch your parent like really sick. And so I don't know, I think she did such a wonderful job of being honest with me and not, you know, faking fine, but, um, yeah, it felt like a friendship. So it was like super hard at times, just having those, those moments with her. And there were some really tough, I'm like thinking back, there are just some dark moments, but then like one that pops up is like the day that we found out that, um, everything was going to be covered as far as like funding for her treatment. That was like such a celebratory day. And I think she actually had treatment that day. So, um, it actually may have been the day actually Michael's mom, Debbie had come and seen us one day. So I think it was that day, which is funny, Mm -hmm. but such a good day. And 
we were able to go and eat and have a margarita. And it was like the middle of the day. And we were just like, this is such a gift. And it wasn't like her treatment was done. And I think that's just truly what being a believer looks like in those times. It's like you celebrate when good things happen, even in the midst of of pain, a valley. Yeah. 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 And that's a valley for sure. It's weird when your relationship with your parents shifts from mother daughter to a friendship. friendship. Like it's cool, but it's also like, whoa, I know. And I think it protected me. Don't like you have your moments of like, okay, but I want to be a kid. Like I want to not know, or, you know, I want to kind of detach, but I think that just is an opportunity for a kid. Like for me personally, I was like, this is just an opportunity to be a really good and thoughtful and giving friend. Like yeah, that's what this season calls for, then that's great. Like I can, I can do that. And so all of it's so sweet. I mean, our relationship is so great. And I think strengthened because of her story the past few years. And she's incredible. She's super creative. She's a designer. And I mean, has she's just very passionate and she's an entrepreneur. So she always has ideas. And I'm like, who knows what she'll be up to in the next five, mm-hmm. 10, 15 years, but it'll be awesome. I wonder where you get it from. Hmm. I know. I know. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I was kind of watching and praying from afar, but I, thanks for opening up about that. I didn't yeah. know the details of it. I just knew that your mom was, had, had cancer and yes. yeah, you know, it's, it's hard to know as a friend or even as like an acquaintance in some yeah. sense yeah. to like know how to navigate those scenarios. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, thanks for sharing. Cause I'm sure there's a listener out there who has either a dealt with that or yeah. B is on the other side of it and is trying to find like purpose in the pain and yeah, yeah. just to hear your story is encouraging. So thanks for sharing, so dude. Glad. Absolutely. What else is going on in your life? Is there anything with your art that you're like, I want y'all to know what's coming. Yeah. Commissions are like keeping me busy right now. So I do kind of, I'm trying to do series work every three months. So yeah, I've noticed I had one in April, had one in July. We'll hopefully have one in October, but then kind of on the side of that, I have, you know, commissions with couples or, and, you know, single people, families that are like, Hey, I want you to do a piece for this specific part of my house, or I want to pay homage to this. And so those are really fun for me because they're personalized and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that's been keeping me busy. Um, I love doing commission work. And I think if that picks up, that would be my, my one thing that I would love to pick up is just doing more of that. So I'm sure a lot of artists and you kind of did it too. I'm sure you loved it when you did it, but after you graduated college with this art degree, you're like, well, what do I do with an art Mm -hmm. degree? And so I'm sure a lot of artists go into advertising or graphic design or something that takes away that, you know, hand to paintbrush or Mm -hmm. pen to paper kind of reason why you started. Yeah. Yeah. And so to go back is probably really 
encouraging for someone who's listening who's like, I want to paint or yeah. like, I want to do, do it. Yeah. Like bare bones. Like I want to go back to why I started or why I got into design in the first place. Cause yeah, those, those opportunities for design in like a technological computer space are cool, mm-hmm. but to like actually go back to the basics, the traditional root of it. Yeah. And to see your picture, your paintings, like in someone's home, I'm sure is like, what is life? Yeah. It's really fun. And I think I'm excited to go and visit places that, you know, houses that have bought my paintings that are now hanging up and having content of that is just going to be really fun to capture and see where they put it and, you know, how they've styled around it. That's just super fun for me just because I love that anyway. Um, But yeah, I think even if painting is like, and it doesn't even have to be painting, it can be, it can be anything. But I was talking to someone this past weekend and she loves to paint, but it's not her job. I was like, that's, that's the best. And I think because I have this incredible job right now, I'm able to appreciate my time painting more. I feel like there's something to be said about that. It does get hard. I think when it's all you're doing and it's your livelihood and you kind of have to build structure around it because it is your livelihood. And for me right now, it's a piece, but it's not hundred percent. So it's been great to, you know, have some structure, but also be able to really enjoy it because it's not my end all be all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I think a lot of people in the world of social media probably compare themselves on Instagram and think if this is a passion of mine or a talent of mine, then I have to make it a career of mine when it could just be something that's so true fun and something that gives you like a release and, you know, a hobby. Like we've forgotten what hobbies are because we're in this hustle culture where our hobbies, which does not have to be the case. Yeah. I know. I I've, I've definitely, that's more what we talked about yesterday was like, let it be a hobby. Like you don't need to make it feel like it's done. You don't have to be selling everything that you make. It's just, that's what a hobby is. You can enjoy it and it's a release and it's different than your career. Um, yeah. And if you do sell it, cool. Yeah. (laughs) Great. If you sell it, great. But if not, also great. I, when I first moved to Wilmington, I, didn't have a ton of friends, but <laughs> I was also like in this like really kind of anxious season of transition and healing. And yeah. one thing I'm not an artist, so I will say like creativity is not my thing, but you're very creative, but I, uh, thank you. I um, <laughs> would copy lettering projects that I saw yeah. on Pinterest yeah. before I go to bed because it would take my mind off yeah. that was giving me anxiety. So yeah. I would literally just pull it up on my computer. And then I had this little sketch pad and I would letter and That's I got, so I, fun. I got pretty good at it. And yeah. I would just, I mean, I wasn't great, but I was good. And I yeah. would like share on Instagram, like, you know, this is giving me peace tonight, or this is so, this is so fun. Look what I just did. And then like, I actually ended up selling for weddings, probably like only three or four weddings. And I didn't want to go into that for my career. It was not like a thing, but But you're like, Hey, I sold a few. That's that's cool. I made a couple extra bucks from something that I just like doing and gives me like joy. Yeah. Um, 
And speaking of art, I don't want to miss this because I want our listeners to be able to tune in to your husband's art. Yes. He's a phenomenal musician. He's, he's pretty great. Yeah. His name, um, I said it earlier, his name's Thomas and Chorba's tough. It's C S O R B A. But he says, if you can get the C S you'll, you'll get it. The Orba comes in. Yes. Is all you need. Um, but yeah, he's, um, just a really phenomenal songwriter, musician, um, puts out all of his music, um, himself obviously has a team that he works with, but he is, he's doing great. He's working on some more music right now. That'll hopefully be released in the fall. Um, I think right now, October is when he's planning on releasing an EP. So, um, yeah, stay tuned. He's, we live in Texas, but he's in Nashville quite a bit and, you know, starting to tour more and more post COVID. So hopefully like by the fall is what we're thinking is going to feel a little more normal. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but he's really, really great. And he definitely definitely is good. Like yeah. Patrick will, when sometimes when he's visiting, he'll like be working on his computer and he plays music really loud and he yeah. will play one of Thomas's songs so sweet. and I'll be like, who is this? this song is so good. Who is this? And he's yeah. like, it's Thomas. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like he's it like, is good. I know. And I love, I mean, I listen to him. I don't listen to him with him. Like yeah, I that would be weird. <laughs> and it, the only time we're listening to him is like when he's just recorded something and he's needing to like edit it or listen to it. Um, but no, he's, he would say, and he is, he's an Americana artist, but it leans, you know, it's kind of a mixture of folk country. Yeah. I would say that folk vibe is probably where that, what sticks out to me the most. Yeah. Yeah. And just like a really great lyric artist. Like he, he loves songwriting and I, I, he would say, you know, I'm not the best guitar player. I'm not the best singer, but I like, his gifting is songwriting and telling stories. And so that is really fun for him. He's been doing a lot of co-writing. So he'll work with someone on a song. Um, And that's something that I think during COVID was when he really started doing that and appreciating that. And it was all over Zoom and was just keeping him busy because no one was busy. And yeah, it was kind of great. But for him, he's very, he likes being you know, routine. kept up. So yeah. Well, and during COVID you can't tour and like actually no, play your music. No so it's songwriting or bust. He's like point. twiddling his thumbs. I know. Yeah. So I think he's really excited to, he's been starting to play shows. I think his August is going to be really busy, which is the first time since February of 2020. February was busy. Wow. For it was nothing. Yeah. Talk about patience and I know pursuing what you love. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, well, I have four questions that I ask every guest at, hey, the, end of, at the end of our little conversation. So I'm going to ask you those and then we'll wrap up, but I've loved your story. Thanks so much. Um, okay. First question is what is something that you are currently obsessed with? Oh, it could be oh, a TV so show easy. product, anything. So we actually, um, we just bought a house in Dallas and, um, I've always been really passionate about interior design. My mom is an interior designer, but I've really loved Provence, which is in France. And, um, obviously we haven't traveled in a long time, but, 
there's this whole like interior design style that's just countryside in France and feels very earthy and um it's been fun to like really dig into that because the house that we bought definitely has more European you know roots and so it's been really fun I've been doing a ton of research on just styles in France and interior design styles specifically but that's something that I'm currently obsessed with I'm like I'll take all of it I need to grip for sure but until then when we bought our house Patrick designed it (laughs) yes yes and I know Patrick will need to approve everything that we bought our house but so he was like my go-to even for like the nursery um he was my go-to and people will constantly like walk through our house and be like oh my gosh your style is so good and I'm like thank you so much (laughs) yeah (laughs) I like just take credit I'm like thank you it was like all me I know it's all me yeah um okay okay second question is what is something that you're looking forward to in the rest of 2021 Hmm. I, man, I'm really excited about our house. I'm excited to get to know our neighbors. Um, we live pretty close to where we bought anyway, but yeah, Thomas and I are super excited about the relational piece of moving into a neighborhood. Um, I, we both, I mean, we're so excited to nest and be in a house. Um, but I think like relationally getting to know new people is super fun for both of us. And then I have a ton of friends having babies. And so that's like, I mean, both of my sisters-in-law are due in the next couple of months. You're due soon. I have like four or five best friends that are due in the next six months. So I'm like, that is a true miracle six times over, 10 times over. And it's just going to be fun to pop around because we're flexible and able to see yeah. people. But by the time that this episode comes out in Jesus name, we will have had our baby, which oh is crazy. <laughs> when, when is your due date? August 16th. Yeah, that's soon. So yeah. my, my sister-in-law is August 4th. Okay. So you're just after her. Yeah. We're five. Well, as we're recording this, we're five weeks away, oh. but which is like, what? That's like basically a month. I'm like rounding down. I'm like, like basically well, tomorrow. I know it makes me really emotional. I, our friend um, just had her baby two days ago. And I was actually driving to one of our other friends for a baby shower. And I was in the car and I was like, I am so emotional thinking about just this like really big moment of like counting your contractions and you know it's just it's just them two and they're like okay it's time to go to the hospital they've got their bag packed they're like we're going we're gonna come back with the baby I'm like that is humongous it's wild that you leave your house for the last time it's wild without a baby and then you never not have a kid in that house I know I know. I started thinking about that today in the car and I was like, "Woo, this is so, it's so fun. And I'm so proud of her. It was mostly me being proud. I'm like, you're, you're just amazing. It's awesome. You're just growing up and stuff. Yeah. Um, Okay. Third question is what is something that you love about yourself? Mm. I love, I love how I interact with people. I feel like 
that's always come pretty naturally to me mm-hmm. and people that are very different than me. Um, I feel like I make them feel safe too. Yeah. And I've been, I've been told that before, but I kind of know I give off that vibe people that are similar to me. It's easy too, but yeah, I feel like I, I pride myself on being a safe place for people that maybe don't feel safe around some people, but yeah, yeah. yeah you're easy. Like I've yeah, I interacted with you like in real life. Yeah. What four times maybe. And I feel like you're a friend. Yeah. So that's a really rare thing. Yeah. I think I've, I've over, you know, as being an adult, I think I've gotten better at that too, but that's been something that people have encouraged me. And so that's kind of what pops up for me. Yeah. I like when people recognize that that's a gift or what, not even the, that just what their gifts are. Like I'm good at this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm going to step into it. Um, okay. Last question is if you could leave our listeners with one little piece of truth, which it's mainly women. Yeah. Um, what would that be today? Oh, that's good. I mean, I'm spitballing here, but I actually, I was talking, I was at a baby shower yesterday and was talking to, um, a woman that my friends, it was her husband works with my friend. And so it was the wife of one of her coworkers and they recently adopted. And, um, I think they adopted a couple of years ago and the baby's been just, a, it's been a difficult transition for them. And we talked for a long time and it was so great. Cause I really haven't had a really intense spiritual conversation with someone I've never met before in a long time. I don't even know how long that's been. And we kind of left it at like, she's not doing super great and she's still in the thick of it. And I was like, man, it's just so encouraging though, that like in our life story, the end is good and the end is hope. And like, no matter if this is a 15 year horrible situation or a six month horrible situation, the very, 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 very end is good Mm. and hopeful. And we get to be with the Lord in the end. And I feel like when I've been in really dark spots, that's been so peace giving. It's been peaceful for me to reflect on that and remember that, okay, it's bad, but it's not bad forever. And it's good forever once it's good. So that's yeah. so good. The end of the book is good and it's not changing. And it's that should just, I feel like, bring a lot of peace or it's brought, I- it's brought a lot of peace to me. I love that. I'm going to start using that like yeah. for my own heart whenever yeah. I'm going through something. Yeah. Cause it's, it's just always good. If you are a believer, it's true. Like that's, that's our truth. And so, I mean, yes, we're promised hardship, but we're promised peace in the end. Yeah. So that's pretty great. So good. Well, dude, thanks yeah. so much for you're the best. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It was so fun to catch up and yeah. You know, just hang for 45 minutes. I'll make it to Wilmington at some point with oh Pat. Gosh. Y'all should come with Patrick. We'll do a little beach trip. We'll see, the, we'll see the baby. You can see the baby. Yeah. Do y'all, I know you probably are not saying, but have y'all decided on a name? Yeah, we have. I'll tell you okay. when we, uh, hop off, hop off. Okay. <laughs> I'll be in the know. It's not really a secret. Like our friends know, 
but there's something about like sharing it. Oh yeah. Out loud. You need to have an announcement when it, when it's. Yeah. When it's like for the yeah. public, we're, we're waiting to share on like social media and stuff yeah. until like he's here. Yeah. But yeah, I'll tell you when I hang up. Oh, <laughs> I'm so excited. Yes. All right, girl. Well, um, let our listeners know where they can follow you and then I'll put all that in the show notes and then we'll awesome. talk soon. My website is alexchorba.com and my handle on Instagram, all of it is Alex Chorba Studio. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll link that. And I'm also going to link your husband's music in the Perfect. show notes. I love it. Um, thanks so much, girl. Love you. And listeners, you. we will talk to you next week. Bye. Whoa.